This is the Zen Nova Scotia podcast with talks by Cone Friends. If you would like to support and be part of our community, you can start by visiting zennovascotia.com. There's a text I've mentioned before called Zui Monkey. Um, this is uh, the recorded sayings of Dogen by his student Kohun Ejo, who took notes throughout his time with his teacher. Um, period of, I don't remember how many years. And uh, they were found after Kohun Ejo passed away and compiled. They're on all sorts of topics, just anything that uh, Ejo thought was interesting, he would jot down. And so you can imagine as you read through it that some of them are uh, very compelling and some of them less so. But I like to look through it and there are some that always stop me. I thought tonight I would share one that always... uh, gives me pause. I'll read the whole thing first and then say a few words about it. It is not possible to study extensively and obtain wide knowledge. Make up your mind and just give up trying to do so. Focus your attention on one thing. Study the things you have to know and the traditional examples of them. Follow the way of practice of your predecessors. Concentrate your efforts on one practice. Do not pretend to be a teacher or a leader of others. I imagine this came out of some other conversation. I'd be curious to know the context. It is not possible to study extensively and obtain wide knowledge. I read an article recently that was speaking to the uh, topic of hobbies. And it was saying that hobbies, to a large degree, are a thing of the past. That it was common until very recently that people would reach a certain age and take up a hobby, something they wanted to develop over the rest of their lives. But that now most of us uh, focus our efforts on being experts on ephemeral pop culture. We put our time into knowing what happened in every TV series. We know the characters. We know the music of the day. Uh, We have a very diffuse knowledge of a lot of things. But we aren't really encouraged, even culturally, to take up one thing and explore it deeply. Cultural literacy has become uh, a kind of pressure that's different from what it might have been in the past. He says it's not really possible to study extensively and obtain wide knowledge. Of course, we can, we can learn a lot of things but we're, we're using knowledge here in a, in a deep sense to really know a lot of things. 
is difficult. And so he says, make up your mind and just give up trying to do so. I don't read this so much to say that he's right, but I think it's challenging. And when I read this, it stops me in part because I find it so hard. Because I want to do a lot of things. And at the same time, I see how, as I get older, that list keeps getting shorter and shorter, just just naturally. There are instruments I thought I would learn when I was 30, and, and now that I'm in my 40s, I realize that, though that would be nice, I don't even imagine taking that up anymore. I think that without even trying... I'm trying to find the one thing. Focus your attention on one thing. We've talked about this in the past, that sometimes we can understand this in two ways. We can understand it as do one thing at a time. And then we can also imagine that there's really just one thing. And in this case, it's really just one thing. It's a challenge. It's asking us, what's at the center? What's at the center of the center of your life? If you are a human being dedicated to one task, to one pursuit, to one field of investigation, what is it? Someone might choose, for example, to prioritize honesty above all other things and say, I want to live an honest life. Honesty is at the center of the center. Someone could say that, and that might be a start. But when we talk about the center, it's not, we should imagine a center of gravity. Imagine walking on a tightrope. It looks when you walk on a tightrope as if that's what you're doing, as if that is the task at hand. That's what people see. But what you're really doing on a tightrope is you're finding your own center of gravity in relationship to that task, and you're holding it. And if you do this over and over again, it becomes very natural. And so, just to choose this one example, again, if you say, I want to live an honest life, that doesn't mean that we choose something abstract like that and follow a philosophy and always ask ourselves, is this honest or is it not? It's that in the act of being honest, we explore what it means to do that naturally. We find our center of gravity in that act. Or else it's only talk. 
Study the things you have to know and the traditional examples of them. Here he's saying, don't reinvent the wheel. Right. Whatever it is that you think is, is at the center, someone else has placed that at the center as well. You can learn from that. What I would add is, we always reinvent the wheel. All of us have to do this in a way that's human. And again, we have to do it in a way that's felt. And so we turn to others, but we actually make this, and it's new. Whatever this thing is that we choose, it's born through us. Follow the way of practice of your predecessors. If you want to know what another person knows, you could ask them, but you won't get the honest answer. If you want to know what another person knows, you do what another person does. You can ask someone what it feels like to walk on a tightrope, and it will be a fascinating conversation. And it will mean nothing when it's done. All you're doing is asking someone else to be poetic for your purposes. But you can hop on a tightrope. And then you know. You know what that other person knows. So if in your pursuit of the one thing, you find perhaps that you don't know what that one thing is, but that there is someone who seems to have found it for themselves and you want to emulate that, then you emulate them. Concentrate your efforts on one practice. I've heard this line discussed many times and it's often spoken of as code for Zazen. Most of the Japanese schools of Buddhism we talk about as, as single practice schools. So we find one thing and we dive in. And often with, with, with Zen and with Soto Zen, we say, oh, well, obviously that's Zazen. We do one thing. We do Zazen. And if you want to take up Zazen as your one thing, that's fine for now. But within Zazen is still this center of gravity. And that center of gravity applies beyond this act of sitting. When we sit, we just sit, but we should never imagine that the pursuit is sitting itself. Sitting is an expression of something. It's the best word we know for that thing. 
that we don't know how to say. (laughs) If you really want to say it, you sit like this. There are even stories of people going to the Buddha and asking the question, and the Buddha just sits. He's, that's, that's everything he can say about that. So your pursuit of the one thing may find itself in something we do in this room. Or what we do in this room may simply be an expression of the one thing. And then he finishes, do not pretend to be a teacher or a leader of others. Whatever you do, whatever you choose, don't let it become another story. Don't let it be the story of you. Teaching is something that happens by accident when you're doing the one thing. One of my favorite moments with my my karate teacher was uh, at a clinic. There were about a hundred of us there. And he had some of the the people who were higher ranks go and and teach groups of people who were lower ranks. And he had me teach a a few people in a corner some sequence. And, uh, And I was watching them and I was standing the way that my teacher stood. And I had my legs really wide and I had my hands behind my back. And I was kind of giving them orders, you know. And my teacher walked up behind me. I didn't hear him. He's a really small little guy. And he said, hey, you're not the big teacher. And I realized I wasn't teaching these people anything. I was posing. <laughs> I was enjoying being the teacher. And then the great moment was about 15 minutes later, we're still doing this, and he walks by, and as he gets past me, I hear him mutter, I'm the big teacher. (laughs) (laughs) And I thought, that's true. (laughs) Now we know. I can't say what the one thing is. I can't even articulate what it is for me. But I feel this pull toward the one thing. And I think I think he tacks on this thing about being a teacher at the end because because I think the one thing has something to do with offering. And and that's something that we can do very skillfully or it's something that we can we can turn into a story we can give for ourselves right. it's almost christmas and we can give presents because we really think that's what the other person wants or needs or we can give presents because we know that they will think we are great for giving them that present the present is the same but the giving is not. I've read this paragraph a hundred times. It 
it shouts at me. I'll stop there. For more information about Zen, our practice, and how you can support and take part in our community, please visit zennovascotia.com.